So today we're we're going to uh, remember the poor. You know that uh, was a scripture that Paul told the, the the Galatians that he had been asked to do. And um, I want to start out with a couple of scriptures, and then we'll have a little discussion on it. Um, in uh, Ecclesiastes nine fifteen, there's a verse where where he's talking about some of the 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 things that are just not right in the world and some of the, 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 the sad things in the world and the wise things of the world. And in it, he makes a comment and he says, now there lived in that city, a man poor, but wise. And he saved the city by his wisdom, but nobody remembered that poor man. And, um, you know, he's in, it's in there in the midst of a bunch of wrongs of life and the wrongs of the world. And, and unfortunately, one of the wrongs of our world is people simply don't remember the poor. We don't, we, we forget the poor. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily an intentional thing. It's as much as it is that we just by nature, we get caught up in our lives and, and what is happening in our lives. And particularly when we feel ourselves in danger or in need. And, and of course, right now we're, we are in danger and in, in, in a very great need. So we've been, uh, of course, you know, talking about what's happening in in our cities, our communities, and our lives, our families, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but in the midst of all that, we should also remember others. And uh, the amazing thing about God is He doesn't forget. In Acts ten thirty one, there's another comment made where Peter's talking to Cornelius, and he says to Cornelius, he says, "God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor." And I love this because, you know, Cornelius probably thought nobody even knew about his gifts to the poor. He, he, he probably was doing things on the side that nobody knew about. And here this, you know, this Peter comes up and says, you know, God has seen and remembered your gifts to the poor. I mean, that had to be a cool feeling that, wow, God was watching all that. You know, yes, God is watching and God sees and, and God knows every single person on the planet. He knows us all and he cares about all of us. So he does not forget us. You know, we, we, it's, it's one of the things that makes us feel valuable is when people remember us. That's why anniversaries or birthdays or, or special days are so important because we want to know that somebody's thinking of us. Somebody cares about us. It's what makes it, it verifies our value. It validates our lives that other people care about us and remember us. And, and, and in this case, so often happens is people forget the poor and they don't remember the poor. And in fact, you know, I learned a lot working with Hope Worldwide about what real poverty is and the effects of poverty. And having been in slums and ghettos and barrios and, and, and favelas and, and townships all around the world, one of the big things that I learned, one of the, the, the big impacts on me was realizing that probably the most devastating part of poverty, the impact of poverty, is it just robs people of all value, of self-worth, and, and makes people feel worthless. And, and why do they feel that way? Because they're often treated that way. And nobody cares about them uh, in so many people's cases. They never hear anything positive about their lives, anything hopeful, anything good. Nobody compliments them. And in fact, people generally ignore them 
and wish they'd go away or disappear. And, and we can't, you know, we, we can't even imagine a life like that. And, and, but God remembers them and, and God is aware of them. And he's aware when we remember the poor, when we think about them. Um, when Paul was leaving Jerusalem and he'd gone there to make sure that his ministry lined up and matched the ministry of the apostles. You want to make sure they're all on the same page and they're preaching the same gospel. So he goes there and he makes this little comment, another comment in Galatians 2.10. He says, all they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing I had been eager to do all along. That's remarkable that of all the things they thought of telling Paul, they asked Paul, don't forget the poor. Remember the poor. You know, I, I think about uh, years and years and years of going to church and how many times did somebody preach on the poor? I think of all the, the you know, when Jesus took out the apostles and trained them, where did he train them? Out walking around the countryside, walking from village to village, healing the sick, serving the poor, feeding the hungry. And I think about all the ministry training programs that I've seen, and I've seen many over the years, how many of them involved feeding the hungry, healing the sick, or serving the poor? This was Jesus' heart. This is what was on God's heart always. It's always been on his heart to care about the poor, to care about the needy. Yesterday, we 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 studied Josiah, and that's where the, the famous Jeremiah scripture is, to feed the hungry, to break the binds of injustice. Is that not what it means to know me, says the Lord? You know, he was holding up Josiah as Josiah's clearly had God's heart because Josiah cared about the poor. It was proof positive. When Jesus asked the apostles, when they were asking him, or John's apostles, or John's disciples were asking Jesus, are you the one? He said, what have you seen and heard? And they said, well, you're healing people, you're feeding people, you're taking care of people. That was his proof that he was the Messiah. It shows you this is God's heart. And anybody who has God's heart is going to think about these things. It's going to worry about these people. It's going to have concern. Why? Because that's how love works. Love, you just care. You just care about others. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's the heart of God. You cannot have the heart of God and not care. And people who have God's heart care. And oftentimes we just don't know what to do. And I, and I'm, and I'm particularly talking about this because here we are in the coronavirus pandemic. And it's huge, you know, and, 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 and I have been thinking a lot about this. Well, how, how, how is this going to play out in the poor communities of the world? You know, I know what's happening in my community. I know what's happening in my neighborhood and very aware how it's affected my life and my family and the church. And we're all discussing how we're evolving and figuring out how to survive in this period. But well, I live in, in a rich part of the world. The impact of, of COVID-19 it has been devastating around the world. Thousands have lost loved ones, suffered terribly, and yet it's about to get far worse. So far, the primary impact has been in developed countries rich in resources. 
The spread has first hit major cities where the ratio of doctors and nurses to general population is relatively high. As And as horrible as it has been in developed countries, as horrible as it's been what we've seen happening in Italy, in Spain, now in New York, and beginning to happen across the United States, that we've seen happen in Asia, we've seen happening in, in these developed countries, as bad as that has been, it doesn't compare to what's going to happen. Imagine how devastating it will be in slums, ghettos, townships, favelas, and barrios around the world. In these places, the medical ratios are far worse, and people already do not have easy access to doctors and nurses. Hospitals and clinics will be easily overwhelmed, and most people will have no access to help and therefore no hope. The United Nations Development Program reported that losses could exceed $20 billion in these countries. Fragile economies economies barely standing on their own will be decimated. According to the UNDP, Africa could fall to 50% unemployment. Similar projections can be made of the rest of the global south and most poverty-stricken communities. Loss of income could mean immediate hunger and desperation. These conditions can cause panic and widespread social collapse. What does a parent do when there's no money, there's no work, and you can't even have contact with people? Millions will certainly be affected physically, and billions could become victims of the virus, virus's economic impact. The level of suffering will be incomprehensible to us in wealthy nations. What can we do? What can I do? What can you do? Help always begins with awareness. We can begin by caring. We can be praying. We can begin by sharing this awareness with others. Daring to ask others to remember the poor and to pray. What could happen if a million people are praying? Wow. I I, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the solutions. I don't have a plan that's going to change everything. But I do know that prayer works. And I do know that prayer is powerful. And I do know that when awareness spreads, that people come out of the woodwork. And somebody will have connections somewhere to help somebody. And they'll act on it. And maybe they just needed some inspiration, some motivation, something to touch their hearts. I know how that works. I've seen it happen again and again. So I don't know where getting a lot of people to pray, what exactly is going to be the impact, but I know it will have an impact. Because why? Because what is important when you think about in all these neighborhoods, the question I always ask is who cares? And I know the answer to that question. God cares, but not just God cares. People care. Lots of people. I loved, you know, I started a petition uh, yesterday, and I'll tell you the details on it, but asking people, just sign the petition agreeing that you're going to pray for the poor in as they get hit by this COVID virus for the next 30 days. And people started signing it. And it asks, it asks, you know, why did you sign? And I love it that people wrote, I care. And I know a lot of us do care. And God cares that we care because poverty is horrible. Poverty is terrible. And it, 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 it's so destructive in so many ways. And then how does that deal with 
what we're dealing with now is, I mean, think about how does that play out with the instructions we're living under of social distancing, you know, no physical, no physical contact, six feet of separations of separation, stay home, wash your hands repeatedly, wear protective gear when out and do not gather in groups of two or more. I mean, you just look at the pictures next to that list and it tells you, imagine trying to do um, implement that in that neighborhood and how that's not going to work. And in Africa where there's widespread poverty, 41% of the population lives under the poverty line. In Asia where 783 million people live in extreme poverty. In India where 800 million families are dependent on government handout just to survive. And 69% live in what we would consider poverty. How is this going to play out in the Middle East that is overwhelmed? Countries are overwhelmed with refugees and in war-torn areas where people are displaced. How's that going to play out in Latin America with its huge barrios and favelas that are just devastated already by drug wars and poverty. And what about the homeless population? Not just in the underdeveloped countries, but here in the United States and in Europe, in other wealthy countries. It's easy, it's it's kind of heavy and it's easy to just not think about it. It's easier to just, ah, it's just it's too much, Robert. I don't want to have to think about all that. But God cares. And if we had kids living in those places, we would care, right? And when and as we get close to God, and as we are close to God, it's on our hearts. We can't stop thinking about it. Why? Because we're made in God's image. We're designed to care. We're designed to want to rescue, to want to help other people. We're designed to look at these pictures and be bothered by it and be disturbed by it. So don't be afraid of being disturbed. Be afraid of taking no action. Be afraid of not caring. Be afraid of of being hard-hearted. But don't be afraid of caring about these people. So what can we do? Well, change begins with awareness. It's how it always starts. You know, what I when when I worked for Hope we would take people on these compassion tours. And I love this because you can see the awareness turn on in their eyes and in their hearts where they suddenly realize what the rest of the world lives like. And it changes people. And I've seen amazing people so changed by just becoming aware of what's going on out there. What's the most powerful thing we can do? Well, we can pray. What's that going to lead to? I don't know, but it's going to make something's going to happen. When faithful people pray, something always happens. What influence can I have? Well, you can share this. You can share this video. You can share the petition that that we started. You can just get other people praying. Share this. What can I personally do today? Sign the petition. Oh, that's stupid, Robert. It's just a little piece of paper. A lot of people praying will make a difference. A lot of people praying will make a difference. 
but they won't know unless somebody's asking them to. It does make a difference. So what, what, what am I asking in this video? Here's what I'm asking. For 30 days, pray every day at 12 o'clock. Set a little alarm on your watch or your clock or your phone or something that'll go off at 12 o'clock just to remind you, please, just to pray for the people. Pray for the poor. Go to change.org and search for COVID property, excuse me, COVID poverty, Robert Carrillo, and the petition will come up. There's a lot of petitions there on poverty. There's a lot of petitions on COVID-19. So you have to write specifically COVID poverty, Robert Carrillo, and that one will pop up first. Or you can go to this spot right there. And, and, and if you write that down, but the easier thing is just go to change.org. My Facebook, if you're friends with my Facebook, if you're not friends, be, be my friend. Ask to, to befriend me and I'll put you on there. I have the link so you can just click it and not have to remember anything. But on my Facebook, I'm putting every day that petition on there so that people can sign it. Why do we need to sign a petition? Just so we all know how many people are praying. I've already got, I've already seen people sign up from India to Africa to Europe to South America in just one day because a lot of people care. And God needs to hear our prayers. And God needs to hear us praying. So, nobody can do everything, but everyone can do something. Right? I know sometimes we feel overwhelmed. I can't do everything. You don't have to do everything. Just do something. Even if it's a little thing, right? Do something today that your future self will thank you for. I love that. Don't look back at this time and think, man, I should have done something. Do something. I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. That was Helen Keller. What a great phrase. If we did the things we were capable of, we would astound ourselves. Thomas Edison. We can do something. Do something today. Remember, all they asked, who were they, the apostles, was that we should continue to remember the poor. The very thing I had been eager to do all along. Galatians 2.10. There are several websites that all this is going to be on. Thewayofthepilgrim.com, metrovision.laicc.net, and metrolaregion.com. All of these are a way to get this information, or if you're my Facebook friend. But let's all join together in prayer. The need is huge. It's way bigger than any of us. And the prayers need to be huge. And the faith needs to be huge. And what will come out of this, we'll see. That's up to God. And we can trust God. And we can believe in God. God hears our prayers, and he will take action. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you, and we'll see you on Sunday.